This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute, and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Apple censors Alex Jones, and child molesting reptilians have taken over Antarctica today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you're having a great day. Got a lot of good stories for you today. Today's actually the first day of my vacation, so that's pretty awesome. Took a long nap. Don't really have much planned. Napping, working on the podcast, hanging out with my family, stuff like that. It'd be pretty cool. You know, this is a weird thing. I I don't know how many of my audience does drugs. I assume it's probably like a 50-50 split, maybe a little bit more. And when I say drugs, I mean like basic drugs, like marijuana. I'm not talking like how much of my audience does heroin, which I'm sure is an insignificant amount. But what, what I think is interesting, have you ever done drugs in your dreams? Every so often I'll have a dream where I smoke weed. I don't smoke weed anymore because I get drug tested all the time, but I... I've had dreams where I've done drugs in my dreams and the dream, like your dream state becomes incredible. It becomes basically what you think drugs do to you when you're a kid. Like when you're a kid, you think drugs make Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck dance around in front of you. And it's not the case. Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't smoked marijuana. It's not that cool. It does make television incredibly amazing but it doesn't make you hallucinate well i did hallucinate a couple times but anyway it, that, that's beside the point the point is is that in dreams or i've done drugs it's totally tripped me out it's been the most intense experience and my question i wonder why i've actually heard other people say that too when they do drugs in their dreams it's like the most intense possible experience and i'm wondering if because the brain is trying to simulate the effect of the drug it just goes overboard or actually i just thought of this maybe when you do drugs you do have this totally intense impact on your brain but you can only perceive so much information while that's going on so you may actually your to your brain it could be like some sort of cataclysmic slash orgasmic event but because your ego couldn't handle that it, it kind of just makes you want to eat taco bell and watch the sweet life on deck so i don't know but yeah whenever i've done drugs in my dreams it's the most intense drug experience ever so let's talk about the big news of the day again i'm recording this on monday but you'll be hearing it on Friday because we're doing the pre-recordings, so I don't have much of a gap while I'm on vacation. But the big news of the day, Monday, is that Alex Jones was taken off of iTunes. His podcast, four of his five podcasts were taken off of iTunes. He was, I believe, taken completely off of Spotify. Facebook has shut down some of his pages. YouTube, I think as of now, may still have one or two of it. Like, they are taking down individual videos iTunes announced that they were taking down his podcast at 3 in the morning local time, which is unusual. I think they knew that these other sites were going to take him down, and iTunes wanted to be first. They wanted to set the benchmark. Here's my thing about Alex Jones. So when I first... I used to be a 9-11 truther. I used to be more believing in these conspiracy theories. And that's when people go, do your research, do your research. I was reading about Osama bin Laden when he gave an interview. I think it was with Time Magazine or Newsweek back in 2000. 
I was researching 9-11 on 9-12. Like I was into that truth or movement and into those conspiracy theories, conspiracy theories and spent years and years and years looking into it. And I always say, generally, you fall down the rabbit hole and eventually you end up back on the surface and you go, oh, that, everything's fake. That's all nonsense. If you keep an open mind, you fall through the rabbit hole, you come back and you're like, yeah. It wasn't a waste of time. I enjoyed the journey. But most of the conspiracies out there are complete and utter garbage. Entertaining garbage, but garbage nonetheless. So I used to go to InfoWars and Prison Planet back in 2001, 2002. It was amazing. It was this huge treasure trove of conspiracy thought. I've always seen Alex Jones as an entertainer first and a quote-unquote journalist second. And for lack of a better term, I think Alex Jones had a character. I think he might have originally believed some of the stuff he says, but I don't think he actually believes most of it. I think you would have to be a lunatic to believe every, every single thing that he's talked about over the years. It would drive you mad. So I believe it's an act. During his divorce with his wife, his defense lawyer said as much. He doesn't act like this around his kids. This is a performance that he puts on. And he lost that case, by the way. His wife is getting a ton of money through alimony because he cheated on her, apparently. I don't know. Allegedly, I guess it should say. Now, if you are a journalist and you are stating facts and you can show your work, basically, is a term I like to use a lot with the conspiracy theory community. You can say what you want. You can say reptilians are taking over the planet, but show your work. Show me documents. Show me proof. And I'll believe you. I'll be on your side. But if you can't show your work, then you're no different than someone telling me that China is making fake cabbage. You're using undisclosed sources. You're using people that are easily disputed and so on and so forth. Alex Jones can't show his work. If Alex Jones could actually show his work and say Sandy Hook was fake, which is one of the big lawsuits he's facing now by two families of Sandy Hook victims, if he could prove that, if a journalist or a researcher can prove that, you have that as your defense. But when you're just acting, when you're just making it up, and then people say what you're saying is hateful, you have no defense. Well, you have one, which is the First Amendment, but that... One, covers you from the government, and two, it only covers you in the United States. And what iTunes and Google and Spotify and YouTube and all these groups can say is, one, we're a private company, so we can choose what's on our platform, and we feel you are being hateful, Mr. Jones. Or, yes, you are protected by the First Amendment in the United States, but because we are a global company, we have to follow basically the strictest laws. The way America works is that generally the strictest law is what you fall under. If California has very strict gun control laws, but the this nation has more lax gun control laws, generally fall under the purview of the strictest law. And I think that's what's happening to Alex Jones. Alex Jones, his, what they are saying is that he makes hateful content towards gays, transgendered people, and Muslims in particular. So they took his shows off. Do I think that causes a problem for the conspiracy community in large? Do I think that the fact that these outlets are banning Alex Jones, do I think it makes an impact on the conspiracy theory community at large? I do. I think it may make a positive impact. I think Alex Jones has been such a magnet of attention that if he's no longer the most visible voice in the conspiracy community, I think it may be taken a little more seriously. 
I think generally when you start talking about conspiracies or something like that, and someone can immediately just go, the water's turning the frogs gay. It dismisses it all. Now, to be fair, most conspiracy theories deserve to get dismissed, but I think you know what I'm saying. He is so bombastic and so such a caricature of a conspiracy theorist, I think that it may help. I think it'll make room for other people to kind of move up in that conspiracy theory realm. Do I think that as society at large, it is beneficial to have Alex Jones removed? No, I don't. I don't. Now, to be fair on that, the comments that he makes that some would consider hateful. And, and to be honest, I don't watch the show. I I went to the website a lot, but that was before he did his show. I've only seen the clips most people have seen. So when they say that he's hateful towards gays or transgender or Muslim people, I don't know. So they're making that claim, and I don't know. I haven't seen any clips or anything like that. But I think for society at large, for some of the biggest content providers to shut someone down because they say they're producing hate speech... When, in general, he's not known for producing hate speech. In general, he's known for saying crazy things about Sandy Hook and 9-11 and satanic pedophiles taking over the world and stuff like that. He's not Richard Spencer, where that's all he's saying. He generally makes these wacky conspiracy theories. And I think what the problem is, is that we have him de-platforms from some of the major, major platforms. I've heard the term, this is basically digital book burning. Because he will be gone. You, it costs a lot to host the podcast, or especially video, on your own site. The upload-download, the bandwidth is insane. So you get deplatformed from these major, major platforms. There's nothing else for him to really distribute his content and, you know, keep his company going. And I think what we're going to see is we're going to see a Roseanne-James Gunn situation where... The left takes out Roseanne for her tweet about a black woman look like a monkey, which I can't believe that she still wrote that. And then the right takes out James Gunn for tweeting jokes about pedophilia. And it just becomes this tit for tat, this back and forth thing. I think that's what we're going to see. What the next big push will be to get Young Turks deplatformed or something like that. And I don't think that type of tribal warfare is good for society. I don't think that it's good for the culture. So yeah, it'll be interesting. I have and I have a feeling that this isn't going to last very long. I have a feeling that this is going to be uh, revoked that they are going to allow him back on the platforms because I just don't I I don't see it sticking. I think he could if he can prove that I never made those hateful comments or those that video that I supposedly made a hateful comment had been up for two years on iTunes. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. But I, again, I, I think for the community, for the conspiracy theory community, it's nice to have one of the biggest, most laughable characters in it removed is beneficial because then more, more thought provoking or more well thought out, Conspiracy theorists can move to the top, but I think as society at large, I don't think it's a good thing. So we'll we'll see how this plays out. Okay, last story of the day. We're going out there. And when I say out there, we're going from outer space to ice in your face. I don't know. I couldn't come up with anything for that. So apparently, this again, this seems to be a political episode, but it just happened to be that way. So... What's going on, according to this truth seeker, this man above men, this sphere being, sphere being, 
That's his website. So there's this guy named Corey Good. So quick info on Corey Good. Corey Good has been kidnapped multiple times by the United States Air Force. I mean, just like they've come in and they've taken him and they're like, how are you revealing all of our secrets? And Corey Good's like, I can't tell you. And the Air Force is like, tell us, who's the leak? And Corey Good's like, I won't tell you the air force lets him go because what you know that's what military is known for they're known for taking people prisoner and then letting them go when they don't get what they want this has happened multiple times poor Corey good being abducted where are you getting your secrets who is leaking our info to you and Corey good's like i will not tell you and then one day Corey Good is taken in by a secret U.S. Air Force agent who works for Special Space Command named Sigmund. And the agent goes, who's giving you this information? And Corey Good goes, aliens are talking to my brain. And the agent goes, yes, you are right. <laughs> aliens are talking to your brain. Here's even more secret documents for you to leak. Together, we can destroy the pedophiles who are taking over the planet. So now Corey Good is no longer being kidnapped by the U.S. Air Force. He's working for them, along with his telepathic alien baby in his brain. And what he has to report this time is that special teams of soldiers from around the world, it's like a straight-up G.I. Joe, are capturing high-level world powerful pedophiles get down on the ground pedophile no i own eight banks in europe stay down watch i'm gonna get flagged for hate speech because of that accent the pedophile anti-pedophile special forces teams have been raiding groups across the united states and they're shocked shocked at how deeply these people are in the U.S. government. This team has been in effect, by the way, in the middle since the middle of the election. But since Donald Trump's become president, it's become totally ramped up. And at this point, the special forces, some of them have actually been fired, unfortunately, from this made-up made job. They're having to collect made-up unemployment. They've been fired from this made-up job for killing low-level pedophiles. That has to be the worst description ever. That not only are you a pedophile, you're a low-level pedophile. That's like you only have sex with baby ducks. Like, you don't even qualify to be as gross as a regular pedophile. You're just a low-level pedophile. Other pedophiles look down on you. Anyway, so these special forces squads, a couple of these guys have been fired from this made-up job because they've been killing these low-level pedophiles because they're just so angry. Now, before we get into the weird part, let me just do an aside. Yes. There are, we do have a pedophile problem. It's everywhere, and it's super gross. Before I go any further, I think I need to make this clear. I'm not making fun of pedophilia. And yes, there are powerful people out there who are pedophiles. What I have a problem with is the idea that a pedophilic network is running the planet. I think that idea is laughable. I think that there are private groups of people who want to have their vision of the world put onto everyone else. I think that is a that is such a basic description of the Illuminati or conspiracies. I think that's fair. I think that if I had a billion dollars, I would want people I would want to leave my impact on the world and I would want the world to see the world as I see it because I think I know what I'm doing is right. So when you have George Soros or you have the 
what is it, the Koch brothers, the Koch brothers, they're both the same thing. They're opposing forces, but they're both the same thing. They both have massive amounts of money, and they use that money to reshape the world and how they see it. I do not think that they're both pedophiles that know a million other pedophiles that are running the planet. And if the Koch brothers knew that George Soros was a pedophile or vice versa, that'd be the first attack line every single day. You know, one of them goes, you know, my opponent believes that climate change is not man-made. And the other people would be like, he's a pedophile. That would be the only conversation ever. So either they're both pedophiles, and in that case, it doesn't matter because everyone's a pedophile, or one is and one isn't, and that would be the only line of attack ever. This person believes that taxes on corporations should be 10%. That person's a pedophile. That would be every single conversation. And all of these stories would be buried 100% of the time. Because if everyone in the power structure, even let's say 10% or 2% of the world's power structure, was powerful enough to not only hide their own crimes, but initiate other people into their group, we would never hear about any of these stories. Corey Good would be a smudge at the bottom of the Empire State Building. So that's my problem with these stories about these worldwide groups of super powerful people that are doing this Illuminati, satanic pedophilia group. There are powerful people who are pedophiles. Absolutely. There are networks of pedophiles. Absolutely. Those are facts. We catch them. We bust them. Not as often as we should, but we do. But this idea, like Corey Good's putting forth, that local police are in on it. Local reporters are in on it. Low-level low level, low level politicians are in on, in on it. Entertainment industry is on, in on it. Politicians, I mean, like, if the local cop is in on it, then he's the weakest link. Why, would, why is he part of your global... Why is he banging kids with George Soros in Vienna? It doesn't make sense. Think about this stuff for one second, please. It gets me... You know, the reason why these stories get me so upset is this is a problem. And it makes it into this wacky conspiracy. And like I said, it only gets weird. And when I say it's a problem, I mean pedophilia is a problem. The story gets even weirder. So not only are there special forces squads going around, kicking down the doors of the local ombudsman for the newspaper, being like, get on the ground, get on the ground. Show me your hands. There's another, there's another level to it. Sometimes these kids that are taken by the podunk sheriff of Nebraska... He, they're taken to Antarctica and given to draconian reptiles to beat up and get even more molested. So apparently in Antarctica, there are... Oh, and I'm not supposed to talk about this either. According to Corey Good, this is not supposed to be information that is revealed in any way, shape, or form. Even though he reveals it on his totally public website, and he's still alive, and charging $110 if you want to watch a webinar with him. Anyways... In Antarctica, there are these huge research and development bases to build these giant spaceships that the Draconians, which the reptilians, live in. They live Ant why Antarctica? Why are lizard people in the ice? I don't know. Why aren't they in Brazil, which is like equally dense? But anyways, they're in Antarctica for some reason. Lizards in the ice, because those things go so well together. And they're building these giant spaceships, and sometimes they bring kids, they ship kids all the way from, you know. Iowa, that's where all those missing kids are going. They're putting them on planes and flying, with probably releasing chemtrails as they fly across the globe to land in Antarctica to be disembarked and then aliens beat them up and make them slaves. I don't know. 
I like to think at some point the special forces are going to be here and they're going to say, if you want to kill a serpent, cut off its head. And then they like go to Antarctica and assault these huge bases. But I mean, it's not going to because it's all made up. You know, I, I just, it, it boggles my mind sometimes. Like I can get when someone who has a blog and they write something completely ridiculous and you're like, okay, you know, whatever. When someone has an entire organization dedicated to spreading arguably false ideas, it's just mind-boggling. And to to end cap this, I think that's that's the same way I look at Alex Jones. I think he's just an entertainer. I think this Corey Good guy's an entertainer. I don't think he was ever captured by the U.S. Air Force. I don't think he ever had telepathic visions from an alien. I don't think that there's top secret kill squads moving through the United States shooting pedophiles. I think that there are hardworking investigators shutting down pedophile rings constantly and more pop up. And I think the government, this government is doing a good faith effort in shutting down human trafficking. I do think those things are true. And those are interesting stories. Don't add reptilians into it. Just tell, I think the story itself that we've had massive human trafficking arrests in the past year. And we're making a good faith effort and we're changing the laws that if you are involved in this, we are going to hurt you legally and financially. We will shut you down. I think that's interesting. You don't have to add space aliens into it or hit squads that are killing low-level pedophiles and other people are like, Barry, what did you? And he's like, I just couldn't stand looking at that son of a bitch one more time. Like... I don't know. I I think the I th- and I think the story of Sandy Hook is interesting in and of itself. It's tragic. You don't have to add this conspiracy stuff to it. I just think that this idea that the world is not already completely messed up and has a bunch of evil in it and I have to add space aliens and telepathy and starships and stargates and all of that stuff. I think it's just a little I, I, I think it's disingenuous because I honestly think that if Corey Good wrote a book about America has a pedophile problem, here are the stats, here are some witness accounts, here are some victim accounts, here's a couple of words from the perpetrators and, you know, why they did it or how they feel now, here's some, you know, we'll talk to these investigators, that book is not going to sell as well as book after book after book of aliens are in my brain and they're eating your children. You're not going to be able to pay $110 for a webinar with Corey Good talking about real life events. So you just make stuff up. And I think that's the trap that Alex Jones fell into. I think he probably did honestly believe that 9-11 was an inside job. And as time progressed, the theories got even weirder and weirder. And eventually it catches up with you because you stop being a journalist and you start becoming an entertainer and you become a caricature of yourself. So, yeah, I mean, I think that is the same thing with what happened with Alex Jones. I think that it's easier to sell a fantastic story. You may believe in it at first or you may not, but what happens is it starts to sell very well. If I start doing videos, let's say I do a video series where I talk about how cryptids are invading the national parks. And those videos and those podcasts get downloaded multiple, multiple times. My first inclination is going to make more of those. And eventually, as content starts to dry up, I'm going to start making it up. 
because that's how I make money. I don't make any money off this show, but you get where I'm coming from. You start off with a conspiracy that you genuinely believe in, and people respond to it. You make money, and you get used to that money, and you got to start making more money. I don't think, I personally, again, don't know much about Alex Jones other than what I've read. I don't, he doesn't cross me from what I read back in the day, especially. He doesn't cross me as someone who's genuinely a racist person or a homophobic person. But if during the time when people were talking a lot about the invasion of Europe and refugees and all of that coming to the West, he starts making more videos because he's getting more views because he's supporting that viewpoint. And eventually he just started saying stuff that maybe he didn't even believe in, but it was getting him views. I don't think Corey Good actually believes reptiles are living in Antarctica. I mean, if he does, I guess more power to him, but that's nutty. And my question is, if he's revealing this information that's never supposed to be revealed, why was I able to find his website on Google? Which is controlled, as we all know, by the pedophile, draconian, Illuminati alliance. (sighs) DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. Facebook.com slash DeadRabbitRadio is our Facebook. Uh, Twitter is at Jason O'Carpenter. That's going to be our Twitter So I think we had some really good stories this week. I really enjoyed them. I do have to say something real quick before I officially end the show. The Circleville writer, man. You might think like I was doing some coke during that, but I was actually really excited about that story. I had just found out about that story maybe an hour before I recorded it. And as I was thinking about it, I was like, man, I sounded super excited during that. So hopefully it came off less as crank using and more like genuinely enthusiastic because I love a good mystery. I love a good mystery. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys.